Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today, we're going to look at a passage from John 6. And this is a a really challenging one, maybe one of the more challenging passages uh, in the Gospels. Uh, This is, uh, I think, how we're meant to respond when we're offended by God, uh, when God provokes us or offends us. Jesus certainly does some offending in this passage. We'll read beginning in verse 56, then we'll pray, and then we're just going to spend some time together thinking about the word. Jesus says, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, does this offend you? What if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. And yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You don't want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, I pray for my friends, um, God, and for for myself. I, I ask you to help us in this passage to acknowledge that there are times where you offend us and confound us, where you provoke us. And that there are times, Lord, where it's really not easy to follow you. And God, if if some of us listening today are in such a place, I pray that you would come, Holy Spirit, and comfort us and meet with us and speak to us through the word. And uh, help us, God, to navigate these tricky times. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I think the first thing that we need to see here is that in this chapter, chapter 6 of John, Jesus mentions eating his flesh and drinking his blood 17 times, just in chapter 6 alone. I want you to let that sink in for a minute. 17 times. Now, if you grew up in church or spend some time in church where communion is served, we tend to think of a chapter like this and go, oh, that's communion, that's communion. I I just want to say Jesus is not speaking here about communion. He's speaking about the thing that communion points to, which is us abiding in him and receiving his life into our life. But the way that he describes our interacting with himself, his body, his blood, is violent, it's um, provocative, it's controversial, and frankly so offensive to the ears of the Jews who were listening to Jesus that John 6, 66, so (laughs) it's not lost on me, John 6, 66 says many people turn back and no longer follow Jesus. What Jesus is doing in this moment is he's, he's working to mitigate nominal, popular, cultural Christianity. 
Um, if you follow the context, and we, we've been in the sixth chapter of John here for a couple of couple of days on the podcast, Jesus has performed the feeding of the 5,000. He's walked on the water. His popularity is at an all-time high. Crowds are flocking to him. And rather than cash in on the popularity, Jesus looks at people and he says, if you want to have real life, you have to find a way to feed on me. And I just want to challenge you, wherever you are, to pull those words out of religious slogan and think about what that actually would have felt like to hear Jesus say for the very first time. What he is saying is this isn't going to be casual. This isn't cultural. If you want real life, you've got to figure out a way to get my life into your life. And the way that you would do that is through eating and drinking. He chooses the most fundamental way we nourish our bodies. And he says, you've got to nourish your soul, your spirit with me in the same way that you would nourish your body with food and drink. You have to ingest. You have to chew. You have to eat and drink to fill yourself up with me. And I just want us to stop and think about that. Are you ingesting Jesus? (laughs) Maybe that's like the most blunt way to put it. Am I internalizing Jesus? Am I chewing on and swallowing and digesting the goodness of the life of Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Or do I just like the, you know, Do I just like to go to church? And then I'm in a pandemic and I can't go to church and I'm frustrated about church and I realize my faith isn't as real as I thought it was. Or do I just like to podcast and listen to podcasts or read the occasional book? Do you understand that what Jesus is getting at here is more fundamental than those things? There's nothing wrong with going to church and listening to podcasts. I mean, I hope you're listening to this podcast. There's nothing wrong with reading books. But what Jesus is getting at here is a a bold, um, provocative invitation to ingest and digest the very life of God into your life. He's, he's essentially saying you have no life in yourself on your own. So you need my life. And I think it's really important for us to hear that Jesus is saying, I'm here to feed you, but in order to be fed, you have to eat. And so I just want to say, are you eating? Are you, are you doing more than just an occasional spiritual deep dive? Are you regularly, daily digging in and chewing on and ingesting truth that comes straight from the heart of Jesus? Are you praying? Are you reading? Are you engaging in spiritual practices? Are you getting yourself into the deep water? That's what Jesus is asking us. He's saying, I don't want nominal faith. I want eating and drinking and digesting faith. And I think this points to the fact that to really get God into our spirit, to really get the, the things of God deep into our souls, um, it's, it's difficult. We have to actually press through some barriers. Jesus wants to go into the deep places, and the only way we do that is to make room for it. So what happens when Jesus says this? I mean, his closest friends begin to grumble, and it provokes Jesus in Verse 60 to in 67 to look at his friends and say, do you want to leave as well? Actually, the way he asked the question implies a no answer, which I love. Um, the NRSV says, you do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus is not being moody or 
feeling self-pity, the way he puts that question to his friends implies that their answer is going to be no. It's another way of saying it would be this way. Surely you don't want to go away like the rest of them, do you? And so what happens? Peter speaks up on behalf of the disciples, and I would argue Peter speaks up on behalf of all Christians everywhere who feel confronted and confounded when they don't know how to get God into their spirits, but they don't want to leave. They want to, they want to press through the hard stuff. Peter says, where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. And I think what Peter was tr- really saying there is deeply instructive. He was saying, I'd like to go. I'm confused like the rest of everyone else. I, 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 there's a part of me that would like this to be easier, but I'm ruined. I, I can't go find satisfaction. I can't find nourishment. I can't find um, salvation anywhere else. Politics won't save you. Sports won't save you. Money won't save you. Comfort won't save you. Success won't save you. Good looks won't save you. A good reputation won't save you. Only God can do that. And basically, Peter speaks for all of us when he says, I see something in you, Jesus, that I cannot walk away from. And I want to challenge you to dig really deep. I think we've got a number of months of some of the worst behaving and relating in front of us. People are frustrated, including you and me. People are tired. People are angry. And we're not going to be behaving probably culturally our best over the next five or six months here in this country and around the world. So it's time to dig deep. It's time to see if you can say with Peter, where else can we go, Jesus? And that means... Jesus, I don't know how to get you in. I don't know how to eat and drink you, but I'm going to work on it. I believe the Lord wants you to internalize and ingest and digest his life into your life. And that's a visceral, at times uncomfortable process that only results when we make this a priority. So bluntly, I want to call you to a deeper devotion. I want to challenge you to look at your rhythms and rule of life and carve out deep space, more time to eat and drink and ingest and digest the reality of the life and the power and the goodness of God through reading, through prayer, through silence, through solitude, through fasting, through deep and meaningful conversations with people who will hold you accountable and encourage you This is how we ingest the life of God into our life. And I pray it would be so for you. God, I pray for my friends today. I ask you, Lord, to to guide our hearts into deeper spaces, Lord. I pray, God, that we would not just be nominal in our faith, but that we would be willing to press in, go a little deeper than we've been before. And I ask you, God, for a real, lasting, abiding fruit to come from that ingesting and digesting of your life into our life. God, help us to be deeper people. And Lord, I know that that begins when we actually put you into deeper places in our own life. In Jesus' name, bless my friends. Amen. Amen. If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression, carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement 
inspiration, or course correction. And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center. Mm -hmm.